Settle down, children. Settle down, children. Hmm? Settle down. Ah! Must I shout before you people will behave? When you are not animals. Who is that? You will not delay me. Today's lesson is the Pythagoras theory. But sir, we already know it now. A square plus B square. We are not talking about that nonsense. We are not going to use it in life, so don't worry. Today, we will be learning about Pythagoras himself. A true role model to teachers everywhere. Well, as long as we don't have to copy notes. And make sure you are writing, because we will do tests after. Hiya, I'm Bio, and in case you were wondering, you are now listening to the What A Joke Podcast. A friendly disclaimer before you proceed, continued listening may result in one or more of the following. Involuntary and unrestrained laughter. <laughs> Learning new things. Uh-huh. Enjoyment, being offended, and falling in love. <gasps> and most importantly, always remember, please... Don't take everything you hear on here too seriously. Many people think that great men are not mad. But that is simply untrue. Because madness is in the eye of the beholder. And whether he's going to a remote village to start your ministry, claiming that beans removes part of your soul, or skydiving from the edge of the atmosphere. Somebody will shall see what you are doing and call it madness. The man we are talking about today, I promise you that if he was born in today's world, he won't have had a chance to be great. And that's because Pythagoras was mad. We begin with his humble beginnings in Samos, a Greek island. Bio, is Samosa? No, prof, it's, it's Samos. Anyways. Pythagoras was the son of a seal engraver named Nesakos. Bio is Nesakos is an Igbo name. Prof? No. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't Igbo. But I understand. I understand. I can I can see it from this spelling. I can see why you make that mistake. From a young age, Pythagoras was destined for greatness. You understand what that means, yeah? He closely followed the teachings of a man named Frecides. Frecides. Frecades. No, prof, no. Frecades apparently told the young Pythagoras that he recognized him as the reincarnation of Ithalides, the son of Hermes, and the Greek Adam, more or less. Now, that was as far as Frecades was concerned, Pythagoras' first human incarnation. Hermes loved his son so much that he gave him the gift of anamnesis. A lot of big words in this episode. Anamnesis is the opposite of amnesia. So basically, Pythagoras was able to recall all of his past lives. Before he was Ithalides, he had been incarnated as plants and animals. 216 years after his first death, he was reborn as the great warrior Euphorbus, who was killed in battle during the Trojan War. Yeah, yeah. 216 years after, he was Hermotimus, who ventured on a quest to prove that he had the gift of Hermes. In the end, he uncovered the decaying shield of his past incarnation. Of course, after so much adventure, 216 years after Hermomentus died, he was reincarnated as a simple fisherman. No, time for some peace. And then, Pythagoras, who lived a quiet life himself, in quotes. His next teacher, Thales, 
I feel like some of you students of Greece probably know that name, you know? Thales urged Pythagoras to follow in his footsteps and check out Egypt. So he went, just like that. Travel that time was not as hard as it is now. His time in Egypt was crazy for a lot of reasons. Because in his 22 years there, he learned so much, but also witnessed the Persian conquest of Egypt, became a slave himself, and was transported to Babylon. But while other slaves were mutilated to prevent escape, he was left unharmed because he was too busy learning stuff to want to run. Six years after becoming a slave, though, he managed to buy his freedom. Fun bit of trivia, Pythagoras was born in 570 BC. Daniel in the Bible was in Babylon from around 618 BC to at least... 536 BC when he finished his book, meaning that he and Pythagoras may have likely crossed paths at least once. Crazy. When Pythagoras returned home, he returned a vegetarian. Just like that. As he believed even more strongly in the transmigration of souls and that any animal you ate could actually be a reincarnation of a friend or a family member. And you know, good job, brother Festus. <laughs> Oh yes, Pythagoras is also regarded as the father of vegetarianism. Did you not know that? You're welcome. That's in addition to being father of mathematics. Go ball. A time came when a man was beating his dog and Pythagoras recognized the yelps of fear and pain as the voice of a recently departed friend, which according to their belief of 216 years in between reincarnations, wouldn't make sense. But nevertheless, he stopped the man, allowing the dog to escape. Petter would have really loved this guy. But he would have definitely hated them because I'm very sure that they eat beans. You understand that in a bit. After enough time in Greece, he moved to Italy in 530 BC. There, he started a cult called the Pythagoreans who practiced, you guessed it, Pythagoreanism. You can just tell it's oozing creativity and originality. I'm, I'm not even being sarcastic. This was 530 BC, so back then it probably was. That's, that's the end of the normal part of the story. So yeah, this is where things start to get crazy. They had a few strict requirements to even join the Brotherhood, such as shutting up for a period of five years. This was also to prevent their secret spilling. For context, that's 100 level to 500 level, or 7th grade to 11th grade. My followers, you may be boys now, but in your next life, you can come back as a carrot, or even Ishewu. What is Ishewu master? I don't know. I have unlocked a new tongue. But master, how do you know these? This is my fifth time as a human being, so I am used to it, and I can remember each one. Before my first time, I was a Telphira occidentalis leaf, or Ugu leaf as I sense some may come to call it. Of course, this is why master can talk to animals and plants. I, 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 I didn't tell you that one. But master, that ox. Ah yes, the ox. This is a fun story. On a bright and sunny day, Pythagoras came across an ox eating beans in a pasture. He told the herdsmen that this must be stopped. But what's their business? He took matters into his own hands and he went to speak into the ear of the ox. Of course, this must have been harmless fun for the herdsmen, so they left him. What's the worst that can happen? But later, they reported that the ox never ate beans again. 
What's crazier is that the ox outlived the normal life expectancy of his species. But when I tell you people not to eat beans, you tell me I'm missing out. Continue eating human flesh. God, you don't see how when you peel it, it's looking like skin. Continue. Continue. They play. Now, why beans? Well, he believed humans and beans came from the same source. Work with me here. So he conducted an experiment and planted some bean seeds. After a few weeks, he took them out. Wouldn't you believe it? They looked just like human fetuses. Kind of, sort of, a little. From then on, he believed eating beans would be just the same as cannibalism. <sighs> a man after my own heart. But there's another reason which I'll leave until the end of the episode. Another unique thing about Pythagoras is that he had a condition known as synesthesia, which gives a person the ability to see sounds as colors and even associate scents with people's names. It's crazy. It's the kind of condition that you'd be wanting to have. It's deeper than that, but like, it's a real thing. Some famous artists have been diagnosed with synesthesia, and all I will say is that it is a shit cold. But, no my people, when you discover a gift like that, won't you use it and become a musician? Hold it, hold it. Master, master. Bring me some ink and papyrus. I have a rema. Just by hearing those hammers crashing violently against the anvils, it's... I have deduced that it is possible to represent it mathematically. Yes, he decided to use it for mathematics. He still did music, shout out. Name's Pythagoras, but call me triple one four. You can only get it if your head is on the pie or cake. If you like pastries, pastures, too green, that's all I eat. Theories are all I speak, uh. Ah, master, master, that verbal progression was dope. Oh, thank you. I call it rhyme and poetry or rap for short. Master, I got that pie reference, but you made a mistake. Pie is actually 3.16. Oh. Did I? <laughs> well, time will tell. Many people, and not just his followers, believe that Pythagoras could travel through space and time. I wonder where they got that idea. Pythagoreanism centered on the principle that mathematics relates everything to each other. Yes, mathematics was the center of the universe. So all of that with the anvils and stuff was like an everyday occurrence. <sighs> This poo-poo, the way it just dropped. Bring me some ink and papyrus. But master, the toilet is smelling now. Now, with all I've said, if you thought Pythagoras couldn't get any greater, <laughs> find out after the break. So, you are struggling with mathematics in university. <laughs> That's okay. We have just a solution for you. Introducing Lesson Teacher. Oh, you thought you've outgrown it. <laughs> well, until you are a failure, you'll be needing one. Now, don't fail to contact us at info.idontwanttofail at proton.com. Of course, it's not free of charge. And now, we return to your regularly scheduled program. Before there was Idon, there was Latan. And before Zlatan, there was Chuck Norris. But who was the first? That's right, Pythagoras. Aristotle recorded that Pythagoras once killed a deadly snake by biting it back when it attacked him. 
let this be a lesson to all serpentine comrades. Whether you're a snake, snitch, or sneaky fellow, first to buy Pythagoras' peanut deal. Hello, hello, are you people even paying attention? I'm giving you detailed accounts of history and you are here. Sha, I'm still in primary four. I'm expecting too much of you. Now, for the other reason Pythagoras and his followers didn't eat beans. My Pythagoreans, you know I have never led you astray. Master, what about that time we... Have you finished your five years? No, sir. Then why are you talking? You will start it again from the beginning. Ah, sir, I'm, I'm already on year four. If you don't want me to double it, you better keep quiet. As I was saying, I hope none of you have been eating beans. No, master. As you said, beans are our family members. You are correct. But you too, you are not supposed to be talking. It's okay. There is another reason. Now, as you know, I believe everyone must strive for tranquility and peace, savoring the harmony which mirrors the harmony of the heavens, the outer boundaries of the universe. But when you eat beans, you can never make it. You, you know you can never make it. Tranquility will be far from you. Furthermore, tranquility is replaced with flatulence. And when you release that flatulence, you release your breath of life. Pythagoras believed that every time you farted, a little piece of your soul leaves you. If that were true, then I, for one, would be, well, no use thinking about it. He claimed that fava beans contained souls of the dead. Now, with everything I've said, all of this, I hope I've been able to convince you and not confuse you to stop eating beans. Stop it. My cannibal. Just stop. Food has not exhausted in the world. Stop doing this. I love you too much. Stop. Anyways, anyways. While there is no 100% accurate account of his death, many sources recount the same heroic tale in his old age. Chilon, the son of a wealthy nobleman in the area, wanted to join the Pythagoreans because he was used to getting his way, and he felt that he deserved to know the secrets of the group, and he wanted to join without the years of training and shutting up like many youths today. But Pythagoras didn't even give him face before turning him down. The young man was angered and sought revenge. So he turned the minds and hearts of the townspeople against the philosopher. My people, Pythagoras, they wine una, and all of una they mescafo. You they follow him like say una be sheep. Eh, hey, sir, we don't, we don't understand. Of course, you are a peasant. Pythagoras has been manipulating all of you. If it was me, I won't let him go like that. Too. Swayed by his words, the people formed the mob and stormed the Pythagorean settlement. See what Kylon did there? reverse manipulation and the people were just so gullible many of the brotherhood's buildings were burned down and many brothers were stabbed to death as they raced away from the flames some escaped including pythagoras <gasps> he didn't die well yeah his followers created a human bridge to allow him escape wow can you people do that for me create a human bridge to allow me escape if people are coming to persecute what they joke Time will tell, time will tell. Not long after, Kylon and his angry peeps noticed the old man's escape and gave chase. Pythagoras had such a head start, however, that he could have survived if he kept running, despite his age. But suddenly, he came to a stop. 
What could have made this philosopher on the brink of death discard his own life in such a manner? <sighs> Principle. Before him was a vast field of beans. I'm not laughing. A single step further would have resulted in the death of at least a single being. In this position, many would have abandoned their ideals because life and death situations truly bring out our inert natures. He focused on a single being and imagined it growing and blossoming under the croton sun. He smiled. Hermes, my father in Olympus, I hope you are watching. If this is to be the end, if I can give up my life or even a single being, I will consider it as having been a great life. Do not fear, young one, he said to the being. Today, only one of us will meet their end. He turned to face his pursuers as they approached. Oh, Zeus, our father. If thou wouldest deliver men from all the evils that oppress them, few know how to deliver themselves out of their misfortunes. Such is the fate that blinds mankind and takes away his senses. In no time, his pursuers were upon him. Blades were thrust, blood was spilt. Pythagoras' turn had come to an end. Truth be told, much of Pythagoras that is public knowledge is heavily based on one source. Trust me, bro. Because Pythagoras had his followers swear to secrecy. And on top of that, he never wanted his teachings written down. Many believe his achievements are more like a remix of events by his followers, who are possibly the ones responsible for many of the achievements attributed. This belief is also backed up by a lot of inconsistencies here and there. Some say he and his followers would sacrifice an ox every time they proved a new mathematical formula. 2 plus 2 is 4, minus x, that's 3, find x. Everyday man's on the ritual ground, born oxen. Yeah, Peter would not have liked that part. There's even a story that he had one of his followers killed because he proved the existence of irrational numbers. Are you trying to make a fool out of me? In any event, Pythagoras is more than just the man who used to play with triangles. They are sleeping. So you are saying I'm this boring. It's okay. Another Monday, another joke. But you made it through and didn't die of laughter. We thank God. Our solemn mission is to share this episode with everyone. Friends, family, strangers on the internet, that guy that's toasting you, your lecturer, your boss, heck, your unborn child. Share the funny. Make sure to follow the podcast on our socials at Pod and follow me at Udolibayo. Tweet about it, post screenshots of your favorite timestamps and moments. Tag me and I will respond. I'm not popular enough to air you yet. <laughs> the Joker community on WhatsApp is always looking for new family members. Join to get first-hand info about a podcast you love so much at the link in the description. What a joke. You really can't make this stuff up. Yeah.